Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Hi, Bulldog fans. Our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season. It's concert season. It's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comforts. No break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of the Yard. I've got my Maroon on today. I hope you do as well. Hope we're going to see a lot of you at Duty Noble Field today. We're going to have an early show today. That's one of the reasons I went ahead and recorded uh, very early, because there's a lot of information that you guys need to be aware of. Uh, While you guys were resting yesterday, the Mississippi State and Southern Miss arbiters of college baseball got together and checked with the meteorologists. They have changed game time today from 4 p.m. to 2 p.m. And so what that means is that, number one, the crowd's going to be somewhat diminished because, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't expecting the early start. But also, too, for those of you that will be here, you will need to service your left field lounge suites and all that stuff you have until 9 30 to 11 30. so everything is moved up because of the early time frame i know some people are, are probably waking up and hearing this really for the first time but uh you have got to go service 
your area out there in the lounge between 9.30 and 11.30. So if you show up late, you're not going to be able to do that. Shortly after you guys get done, they're going to open up the gates for everybody else to be able to go in, watch BP, and that good stuff. So 2 p.m. first pitch today. 2 p.m. today. Was scheduled for 4. It's going to be 2. You show up here at 4 o'clock, you're going to be disappointed because ball game is going to be pretty much over. We're going to be almost done with that ball game. So again, 2 p.m. today. I want to thank our good friends at Campus Bookmart, longtime friends of the Boneyard, Stan, Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the whole crew there. They will treat you like family because you are family. Uh, Campus Bookmart has been with me for, for many, many years. We are excited to announce that they were going to continue to have a relationship with Campus Bookmart. So as a result, I'm going to encourage you even more to double down. Double down on your support of Campus Bookmart. Uh, th- those guys have been great to me, and they'll be great to you. Uh, if you can't go in and shake Stan the Man's hand, you, you can order online at campusbookmart.net. And uh, we'll save you a little cash for being a loyal Boneyard listener. Use promo code for BSR, beautiful Steve Robertson, and save shipping on all orders over $50. And obviously, any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. So let's get into baseball a little bit. Let's look at this uh, Southern Miss thing. The uh, Southern Miss team... Very talented team. One of the things that I want to share with you, some things, some, some numbers kind of sneak up on you when you're not paying attention. You know, it's like you, you begin to think, okay, well, they swept us last year, but we had the big regional. We had a good run against them in the midweek. Listen, we have split 10 games. The last 10 games in the series against Southern Miss, we have split those. And, of course, three of those five, of course, coming uh, in the opening series uh, of 2018. And so while we'd like not to count those, we have to count those. And so there's a lot of Golden Eagle fans and players that appear to have a lot of confidence heading in here. And uh, one of the things that I have noticed, and I don't know where it comes from, it's, uh, it's one of those things you look at and you, you kind of shake your head about. There, there is just so much optimism from Southern Miss folks. I, I read they have not won a ball game in Starkville since 2005. Now, there's a good reason for that because in the last several years we have played most of those games with Southern Miss uh, in Pearl at the Mississippi Braves Stadium. And I think it's a great venue for it. And uh, that's interesting, too, because I read this week that uh, Coach Scott Berry made a comment that Mississippi State and uh, Southern Miss do not have a contract for next year. They do not have an agreement to play next year. He says that uh, they, he hopes to continue the home-and-home home with State because it's a win-win for Mississippi. Well, see, I, that's where Coach Barry and I disagree, and I think Coach Barry's done a great job at Southern Miss. I think he is a fine baseball coach and a fine person. But uh, this is not a win-win for Mississippi. It is a win-win for Southern Miss. I don't know that it is a win-win for Mississippi. And, and listen, I'm not scared to play Southern Miss anywhere. But I think Southern Miss, until they can build a stadium that can handle the demand of tickets from fan bases like Mississippi State, we don't need to make a trip down there. If you guys recall what a disaster it was and how petty they were handling the season, the uh, the re- regional tickets there a couple years ago, you had to buy season tickets in order to be able to get on the waiting list to buy those. So they basically would try to shut Mississippi State fans out of the venue. And so in my mind, you know, if, if I'm sitting down with Southern Miss and saying, you know, hey, we, we want to do a deal with you guys, uh, that's one of the, the bargaining tools that I'm going to have if I'm John Cohen. I'm going to say, you know what, we, we would love to have a series with you guys, but we're going to play you in Pearl. We're either going to play you in Starkville, we're going to play you in Pearl. We might even be willing to play in Biloxi. 
And I like that Biloxi venue. I think that going down there and playing is great for our fans on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that can't make it up a lot of times. And so I think that I think that's great. I don't think Mississippi State gains anything out of playing in Hattiesburg. And I listen. I grew up in Columbia, Mississippi, and uh, it was a real treat for us to be able to come to Starkville to watch a baseball game. I mean, it was it was a rarity to watch a baseball game. We'd go watch them play in Jackson, and it was great when they played in Hattiesburg because the Bulldogs came to us. And so that's one of the reasons I'm such a proponent of these off-campus, non-conference games. I think it's great to bring the Bulldog show on the road to some young fans who don't ordinarily get to see them play. I think it's important. It was important to me. I still have in my possession the scorecard and my ticket stub from 1989 at Pete Taylor Park when we went down there and we, we won two ball games, but we won the uh, the Damon Pollard game. We beat them. We beat Fred Cooley. Jody Hurst hit an absolute moonshot down there. I, I remember all of that. Those memories are very vivid to me. And so I think it's great to be able to go down there and do that. But, you know, looking at how things have developed over the last several years, we have had a situation where Ron Polk was ejected and they threatened to arrest him. Now, some opinions vary on... Uh, if they did or did not put the cuffs on him, I, I wasn't there, so I can't tell you. But I can tell you it was not a hospitable environment. I've got stories of when Lane Burroughs went down there on John Cohen's staff and how they were treated and berated by Southern Miss fans. And it's not to say that you know, Mississippi State coaches and players are, are not somewhat immune to some of that by playing in the Southeastern Conference. But if we're going to sit down and make it right, a contract, guys, uh, it's going to kind of be on our terms. Because I don't think it's a win-win for Mississippi State to play at Pete Taylor Park because we can begin to just pile these incidences up over and over and over. You disrespected Ron Polk. You disrespected Lane Burroughs and his family. You disrespected our fan base when you tried to basically hold us hostage over the regional tickets. And so, you know, when I hear Coach Berry say it's a win-win for Mississippi, it is absolutely not a win-win for Mississippi and certainly not a win-win for Mississippi State. So, yes, I do want to see Mississippi State continue to play Southern Miss. I am not scared to play Southern Miss. I'm not scared to lose Southern Miss. I think Southern Miss is a quality baseball program, and I think if you play them enough times, they're going to win their share of ball games. So all due respect to Southern Miss, I got no qualms with those young men that suit up and play for Southern Miss. I think they're quality players and uh, guys that have, have really made a good run at things the last several years. You know, they've won, uh, I guess, five Conference USA titles. Last year won the regular season title and the conference title, the tournament title. And then they went on to the Fayetteville Regional, kind of a bad draw for them. And they go one and two in the regional and get bounced out. Uh, and and that's, that's something they're, they're kind of used to there. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult for a program like Southern Miss to, to get to the Super Regionals. It's just, it's just the reality of things. And so, listen, good for them. Let's sign a contract. But, uh, you know, I just don't think it's a good deal. And, and I know I've belabored the point over and over here, but um, the bottom line is Mississippi State's got to do its best for Mississippi State. And uh, we've agreed to play them in football again. We're going to go down and play a game at their place again. And our fans are going to go out there and pack out the stadium again and be treated poorly to and from the ball game again by people that don't have a good grasp on reality again. And it's one of the things that I look at, too, you know, about Mississippi State, that we take the women's show on the road down to Hattiesburg. 
basically sell out. I think it was a, a near record crowd when states women played down there. You know, we we played the men. You know, so it's like one of those things you look at and you say, okay, we're essentially our fans are funding your athletic department. The biggest crowds you get all year is when you play us, and and our neighbors up the road in Oxford, they're really not interested in playing you. Well, they'll play you a little bit in baseball, but it's on their terms. And so we've been the better neighbor to Southern Miss, but we don't get much credit for that. And listen, my wife graduated from Southern Miss. I took some classes at Southern Miss. My mom graduated from Southern Miss. My grandmother graduated from Southern Miss. I got a lot of roots with Southern Miss on my mom's side of the family and my wife's side of the family. But the bottom line is this. Southern Miss has nothing to really offer Mississippi State as a home venue. Now, let's look ahead at this weekend. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a big weekend. It, it really is. And when I look at this matchup, uh, it, it is something we have to take seriously. This is a Southern Miss team that's very capable of coming up here winning a couple ball games, Mississippi State. And they showed that last year. And one of the things that I go back to when I think about last year's series, you know, when State went down there and really, you know, we won the regional down there in 2017, they really felt like, you know what, if we can just get those guys down here in our backyard, in our ballpark, we can win this thing and get to the Supers. And listen, that was a great Southern Miss team. It really was. But State goes down there, finds a way to win that thing, and it really, really upset those folks. So they were unbelievably motivated. State ended their season in 17, and they said, you know what, we've got all summer and all fall to stew about this deal and get ready to play Mississippi State again. And we went down there and we ran into a buzzsaw. Southern Miss absolutely whipped our tails last year. They deserved to win those ball games. Nobody can say they got cheated. Southern Miss showed up, played better baseball. We can make all the excuses in the world. We can talk about Canizaro wasn't uh, focused on the ball games. That doesn't matter. Because I'll be honest with you, in-game coaching is not what you make it out to be. Not at this level. When you've got the players Mississippi State has, a lot of you just go turn in the lineup card. Okay, Southern Miss waxed us last year. They hit us that first ball game and just absolutely wore us out. That was a body blow. It took weeks to recover from. Weeks. Because I think they really got in their pride a little bit. They win the first ball game 11 to nothing. Do you remember that? 11 nothing on that Friday. And it seemed like we, we couldn't do anything right. Errors left and right. Come back Saturday, 7-4 to four ball game. And then... Sunday, a 5-2 to two game. And to be to be fair, th- those scores I don't even think are indicative of how much better Southern Miss played that weekend. It was not a good weekend in the least. Well, now we've got a little bit of a role reversal here because as great as State's season ended last year, they, uh, they have been kind of reminded that Southern Miss got the better of them. And uh, you have, may have seen there was some video footage out earlier this week, Matt Walner, a absolute stud at Southern Miss. You uh, basically called Mississippi State just another team. And one of the things that I've learned about that sort of stuff is when people say that, they don't mean it. They say that to try to get to you, try to play some head games with you. And then kind of made some flippant comment about, well, I think they went to Omaha or something. you know. And so uh, those comments have made the rounds in Starkville. And it's one of those things that I think about is sometimes it's better to let the sleeping dog lie. I admire people that have a little confidence but uh, you keep hearing that. That's the, that's, the, uh, that's the dryer going off. I apologize. We're not under attack or anything. Uh, and so Mississippi State's not Purdue. And this is not the Mississippi State team 
that you faced last year. And one of the things that I'll share, and I won't talk about players that shared some things with me, but I'll tell you, after Andy Cannizzaro left, I had some guys share with me off the record that they were so high-strung under Cannizzaro early in the season, they were scared to make a mistake because every mistake they made was the end of the world. Every single one of them was the end of the world. And so when something bad happened, it began to snowball. And the whole team was uptight. And they played tight. And then when things went against us, you know what? Things went poorly. We didn't have the fortitude to come back and battle back and overcome some adversity. And then somewhere around the middle of the season, Jake Mangum, Hunter Stovall, Luke Alexander, some of those guys, the leaders on the ball team, said, you know what, hey, we got to start playing better baseball. We're better than this. And then what do they do? You know, they, they win a series against Ole Miss. Then they sweep Arkansas. And then, then things change. They get some confidence on them, and they get some mojo, and they get rolling. This team, I'll tell you, especially after going and speaking to, uh, to Chris Lamonis and, and Keegan James on Thursday, you, you can see there's a lot of confidence. Listen, we have a lot of respect for Southern Miss, but there's a lot of confidence. And I, and I can tell you that uh, your Diamond Dogs are looking forward to this ball game. They're looking forward to the series. I don't know how much baseball we play on Saturday. The talk is that we'll get a game in on Friday, and then we'll take a long look at things Saturday, and in worst case, we'll try to get two in on Sunday. Now, if you've got plans, you need to be here anyway because we're going to play men's basketball Saturday evening. We're going to play South Carolina. You need to be here for that. Then the ladies are going to play Vanderbilt on Sunday. So you've got a full weekend of activity here in Starkville. So don't think, okay, well, I'm just going to go for the day. No, you come spend the whole weekend with us. You come invest your time with us. But looking at this other Miss team, uh, we talked about Matt Wallner. He is an absolute monster for them. Now, he dh last weekend. He has a strained forearm, and so they they do not expect him to pitch or really play the field. He dh last weekend, very effective last weekend, had a home run, five RBIs. Uh, so he is still a guy that's got a real presence in that lineup. And so you'll see him. Uh, you got to be careful with him. He's a guy. He, he's a great mistake hitter. You make a mistake with him, it's, it's a home run. It's that simple. And listen, Duty Noble's playing more like a hitter's park than it has in recent years. With uh, with the new uh, construction and the left field lofts out there, you, you've got some draft out there. And uh, so balls are flying a little bit more out of there. And so you got to be real careful with a guy like Matt Walner because he is a guy that will make you pay, especially with runners on base. He's one of those kind of guys that he just is a clutch guy. He's a future major leaguer. Now, he's not alone. He's not a guy that you can just pitch around. The Hunter Slater is a senior Big-time player for them. Uh, play Has played some uh, at first, played some in the outfield. He can do a little bit of everything for him. Big corner guy, 8 for 13 last week and hit a home run. Power guy you got to be careful with. Guy that doesn't strike out a whole lot either. But uh, definitely a guy that's, that's, that's got enough power to make you hurt. And then uh, Brant Blaylock, former Mississippi State Diamond Dog, Brandon has transferred down there and uh, has had had a good series against us last year. Um, Brent hit a home run last week. So he's playing well. And you recall what that season he had in junior college, he absolutely mashed. Um, but Brent is a big-time player and uh, and a great young man. And uh, really excited to see you know what he does and uh, hope he has a great career. But uh, hope this weekend is a forgettable one for him. Not anything personal against him, but we want to see Mississippi State win all three of these games. But there are three guys in that lineup that have home run power that will really make you hurt. They will really, really, really make you hurt. And uh, I think that's one of those things when you look at that team that uh, 
it's not a typical Southern Miss team. Where I'm, and what I mean by that is, is that this is one of their more talented teams, and they've had some really good teams the past ten years. And I don't, I don't think this is just a good Conference USA team. I think this is a NCAA regional team uh, that has the ability to get to that second weekend in the tournament. I think that is, there's a real good opportunity for that to happen. And I actually have my former Diamond Dogs mixed up a little bit. It was Luke Reynolds that hurt us last year. Brandon Blaylock will get his first chance at us this year. So, uh, so I apologize for that. But uh, you know, Brant's a guy that was a you know, big-time player in junior college. Uh, kind of figured it out, you know. And so again, wish him the best. But uh, yeah, it seems like Southern Miss always seems to have a guy down there with something to prove when it comes to the Bulldogs. And so uh, that's a big part of things. Now, pitching-wise, it's a little different deal for them. They uh, they did lose some guys from last year. Uh, so I don't know that they're they're quite as good on the weekend as maybe they were last year. They uh, they threw three guys last weekend, and uh, you know, Walker Powell's the guy that got a no decision. He will be the should be the Friday night guy. Uh, had a decent showing against uh, Purdue. That ended up being an extra inning affair. That Southern Miss won, I guess seven six. I think was the final on that. Let me double check that. Yeah, that's correct. That's an extra inning game. So no decision there. Uh, they win. Southern Miss walks them off. Uh, 7-6 in the 10th inning. Um, kind of some errors in that ball game, but Powell pitched for a while and then uh, gave way um, to the bullpen there. It did a pretty good job for him. Josh Lewis is a guy that actually might end up being the uh, the Sunday starter. You know, they announced TBA. They announced uh, Walker Powell and then uh, Stevie Powers. Powers, a left-hander, uh, pitched last weekend, did a good job for him. But uh, the Sunday thing is kind of undecided. Jared Wright pitched for him last weekend and uh, gave up five runs in the first inning. Just really struggled. Southern Miss comes back to win that ball game. Uh, but uh, an interesting deal with them. The one weekend of this thing, they're kind of figuring things out for that for that Sunday starter. And I hear Josh Lewis could be a guy that uh, that gets mentioned, gets an opportunity there. It depends on if they have to use him somewhere throughout the weekend. And so, if this thing pushes into a Sunday doubleheader. That's really going to tax the bullpen. You may get that extra day's rest, obviously, with Saturday, but they did not play their midweek game because the game with Troy was canceled. And so they should be fresh and ready to go. Uh, but this will be a quality team, and, um, you know, we'll have to come out and play well. It's as simple as that. There, there's a guy that they're really high on down there named uh, Gabe Montenegro. He He's a guy that we've heard about for some time. 300-type uh, hitter, a guy that's got some speed, plays left field for him. Uh, you know, very quality player and a good table setter for them. And so that's a name to kind of remember as we get into the weekend. I want to remind you guys while you're in town this weekend, when you're dodging raindrops, go by Bulldog Burger Company. It's a great place to go and chill and get out of the rain, get a great quality meal. One of the things that I, I'm a firm believer in is you've got to treat yourself sometimes. You can't sit around waiting for somebody else to do something nice for you. Do something nice for yourself. Go have a great restaurant-quality hamburger at Bulldog Burger Company. You won't find one better in the state of Mississippi. There's no, there's no question about that. So when you're in town, go by Bulldog Burger Company. Find your own favorites. You can have your, you can have the traditional bun. You can have a wheat bun. You can have no bun, gluten-free buns. You can have a salad. You can have wings. There's so many great options to choose from. The spring rolls are, are legendary. You know my feelings about the spring rolls if, you, if you're fan, fans of the show. Uh, so we encourage you, go by the restaurant closest to campus in the Cotton District, within walking distance of campus, and uh, you might need to walk it off after a great quality meal there. So, again, Bulldog Burger Company, the place in Starkville, people go to meet, M-E-A-T. So, I don't know if you're aware of this, Mississippi State women played a uh, basketball game on Thursday night. If uh, Unless you downloaded the app, you weren't able to see it. Uh, a 
better game, I think, than most people anticipated. And one of the things that I shared on yesterday's show is that this is going to be, you know, Ole Miss's Super Bowl. And, and it was. They came out, played with a lot of intensity, and I really felt like State struggled a little bit early on uh, to kind of match the Ole Miss intensity in that first quarter. State, you know, gets out of there with a uh, first quarter lead, but it just didn't seem like State. It didn't seem like, and I, I said on yesterday's show, for some reason we seem to kind of sleepwalk through this thing. We've now won 11 in a row in the series, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's a, a mental edge that we're kind of missing uh, when it comes to that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we, we find a way to win when we didn't play our best. Uh, I don't give Ole Miss a lot of credit for making the game ugly. And uh, what I mean by that is, is I don't think you can win that way. And I think when you are out-athleted, as Ole Miss was, that uh, that's kind of what you have to do. You have to kind of – you can't let a team like State get into an offensive rhythm. So you kind of got to make the game a little herky-jerky. You, you foul a little more. You get too physical. And there, listen, there were some times – there were some there was some outright assaults on Tierra McCowan that uh, – I don't you – know, I think Vic Schaefer, I, he is really tested. And I think that he shows that he's a lot better person than most of us because – I don't know how he keeps his composure when he continually sees his All-American center have her legs undercut and thrown to the ground and hooked game after game after game. But that was clearly Ole Miss's game plan, to come out and try to get physical, take the fight to Tierra, kind of get in her head a little bit. And I think in some, time, in some respects they did. Uh, she did not go off like she did the first game. The first time she scored 33 points, she did have a double-double. Well, that's kind of a given. Uh, when you look at what, um, you know, what, what, Mississippi State has done with Tierra McCowan. Uh, it's just one of those things when I look at this team, I expect them to play at such a high level. When they don't blow people out, it's kind of it's kind of a letdown, if that makes sense. Um, and that's kind of what happened in Oxford. And, and one of the things that I wanted to mention too, and um, I can't let this go without, without commenting on it, is that it is a general admission deal. But because it was a general admission deal and because Ole Miss people are sick and tired of Mississippi State fans taking over the arena, they tried to limit where Mississippi State fans could sit. And so here's my deal about that. If you want to do that, if you want to have some reserved sections, you go ahead and do that. But you can't sell a general admission ticket and then tell people, oh, you can't sit here. And there was something involved that any Ole Miss fan was basically given free food to go into the club level area and then to go sit behind the benches. And so, while I think that's cute, I think it's also pretty petty. So, because of the fact that uh, Mississippi State fans have uh, made a habit of going in there and have taken pride of taking over that arena, and if you saw Robbie Fox tweet about the uh, the hay chant to begin the ball game, uh, State kind of ran the show with that deal again. But you can tell Ole Miss is a little tired of it. And here's what I would say to that, Ross. If, uh, if you're tired of Mississippi State fans coming to take over the arena, then you need to put a better product on the floor. It's as simple as that. Because if you put a better team on the floor, then your fans will buy those tickets. Rather than limiting where Mississippi State fans can, can sit, why don't you just say thank you for funding your women's basketball program? Because I'm sure that's the biggest crowd you're going to have all year is when Mississippi State comes in. I think it's one of the most old Miss things in the world. It's so old Miss it hurts. That not only do they, they can't sell the tickets, the few folks who do come, they have to basically bribe them with free food to get them to sit in positions that are advantageous for the team. Because they're so scared of you all coming in and taking over the arena. 
and it happened again, 11 in a row, 11 in a row. So Tierra McCowan, Jasmine Holmes, they will be the second consecutive senior class to graduate without having never lost to Ole Miss unless we see them in a tournament. Uh, and I don't think Ole Miss had to win two games to get there. I think Ole Miss will have to get to the semifinals to see Mississippi State. State currently the number one seed in the Southeastern Conference Tournament. Already were. Got a game to work with. And we'll get into that in just a second. But um, I really thought that the uh, the ball game got away from Ole Miss because they were just simply out-athleted. I don't think there's any question. And so in order to keep the game somewhat level and to keep it from becoming a blowout again, you got to get in there and make it an ugly game. And listen, I, I get it. You know, I mean, you got to do what you can to win the ball game. But, you know, when you're not good enough, you need to try to be good enough and not try all this Bush League stuff. But one thing that's interesting to me is, you know, this this uh, this Ole Miss team, you know, you got five seniors on that team. You have five seniors. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, three of them are redshirt seniors. And, uh, you know, a couple of those guys are grad transfers. And that includes LaCara Salter, former Bulldog. And, uh, you know, no, no ill will towards her. But, you know, my goodness. What's this team going to do next year? You know, Shandrika Sessom, that's a senior from Bahalia. Uh, she's, she's played some good basketball for him. Crystal Allen was outstanding. That's a grad transfer from UT Arlington. You know what? But she's, she'll be gone next year. Uh, Tori Lewis is a walk-on player. She's a senior. She'll be gone. And then Cecilia Mahate, she'll be gone. She's from Spain. You know, it's one of those things you look at and you say, okay, if you're playing this bad and playing this poorly, you got three conference wins. You're not. You're going to be lucky to make it double digit overall. And then you know five of your players are leaving. Uh, you might expect more of the same next year. You might want to get real creative with the seeding next year, Ross. And maybe you can find a way to make Mississippi State fans just stand up the whole ball game. Maybe that's what you do. But uh, yeah, there's, there's not much uh, light at the end of the tunnel. And so looking back at last night's ball ballgame, uh, Andrea Howard did not have a good first half. But yet she found a way to get it going late, um, put up 21 points total, 10 rebounds, and 32 minutes of action. Uh, a little bit of foul trouble. And uh, listen, some of that's just kind of the nature of play with her. You know, she's going to get in there and fight and, and be aggressive. And I'll be honest with you, I think sometimes that uh, she didn't get a fair shake either. I think some of the time is on this 50-50 balls when she, she is the aggressor she gets uh, called for a foul. If there is any contact, it's like even if she has position because of the, her aggressive nature of play, sometimes I think they flag her. Now, listen, she makes some silly fouls sometimes too. Uh, but Andrea Howard is a big-time player for us. And uh, I think she went 0 for 3, her first uh, three-point, 0 for 4 the first half, and she finally hit a three late in the ball game. And we were kind of putting the thing away. Uh, Tierra, 6 of 10, 3 for 3 from the line. 12 rebounds, 15 points, you know, you're going to get that effort every night. That's, that's just an average night for her. It wasn't a big night. And I do think that Ole Miss kind of got in her, got in her head a little bit. And I think one of the reasons why is because, you know, I don't know what was worse. I, I, didn't, I didn't go to the game, obviously. I don't know what was worse. The, the quality of play from Ole Miss, and I don't mean that from a competitive standpoint, just the game plan to go out there and just kind of play poorly, and play Bush League, I, that, I don't know what was worth that. The officiating or the TV commentators. Because there were multiple times when Ole Miss came down that the uh, the play-by-play guy called them the Bulldogs. And there were times when State were on a run, they called us the Rebels. And listen, I get it. 
I know that these off-air SEC Network Plus games are kind of the training grounds for the future announcers. I get it. I understand that. But, guys, it's February 22nd. Okay, this isn't November. It's February 22nd. And it's not like Ole Miss was playing, you know, Southwest Virginia Tech. You're playing Mississippi State, and you claim to be an SEC guy with an SEC bias, but you don't even know the nicknames of the teams that you're covering. And it's 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 insulting. And listen, it's one of those things too. I don't want to get so bent out of shape about it, but everything about this ball game was bad, other than the end result. It was terrible. It was absolutely ter- it was terrible. But I'm grateful that we have the app. As bad as the commentating is, I'm grateful we can watch a ball game. Because we're all mostly invested in women's basketball now. I still don't understand why DirecTV can't make one more channel for us, but it is what it is. Uh, Andrea Espinosa Hunter, uh, decent ball game for her, too. Eight points. She hit a couple of big threes late. She also had a couple of big defensive plays for us, and that's really kind of been the criticism of her. Is She is a great spot-up shooter, and sometimes she can beat you off the dribble, but she's not a great defender. She did make some plays. 20 minutes of action, and, and that's one of the things you look at her and you'd like to see her get a little more consistent defensively so she can stay on the floor. Uh, Jazz Holmes continues to be one of the best point guards in the country. Seven assists tonight against two turnovers, a couple of steals. Uh, she pitches into five points, but, man, it seemed like she was everywhere. It seemed like she was involved in everything. Probably the biggest hero of the night is Jordan Danbury. And, uh, again, she got in a little foul trouble, too. And, and had they had that not happened, goodness, she probably puts up 30. They couldn't stop her. She's 9-17 from the floor. And it seemed like every time she went to the lane, there was contact. And it got called sometimes, and most times it didn't. And there were sometimes she'd get the N1, two or three from the free throw line, uh, pulls down a couple rebounds, pitches in 20 points, gets four fouls. Matter of fact, you had three Mississippi State players with four fouls. 22 fouls for each team. 44 fouls in a basketball game is too many. It's just too many. Especially in a ball game that got stretched out the way this one did late. I'll never understand that with a minute to go when the game is already decided. I don't know why we have to all of a sudden, you know, (coughs) blow the whistle so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, But all that said, State did not play well, but State played well enough to go win. And uh, that's almost, I guess, in some ways kind of an insult to Ole Miss that State can kind of go through the motions and put up 80 points and win by 14. But I'm sure Ole Miss feels like, hey, this is progress for us because we only scored 49 the last time. But uh, to give Ole Miss credit, I thought Crystal Allen was outstanding. Uh, 10 of 19, hit three threes, put in 29 points. And it always seems there's that one player. There's always somebody that goes off each game. And in this ball game, it was her. Uh, but that, that's uh, that's the end of that. That's the last time we'll see them unless they uh, they make the semifinals of the SEC tournament. But uh, And speaking of the bigger picture in the SEC, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, South Carolina dropped a ball game to Kentucky last night. And so now Mississippi State is in sole possession of first place in the Southeastern Conference standing. Uh, one of the big setbacks for South Carolina is Taya Cooper, their starting point guard, goes down with a, uh, an ankle sprain early in the ball game, did not return, and South Carolina really struggled. Uh, Macy Morris goes out there, has a big night. We talked; She had a big night against him the first time. It's just something about the matchup, and it's something about being a senior. They had never won. And I saw on the SEC Network that with the win in Columbia, Kentucky's senior class has won in every SEC venue. And that's a pretty cool accomplishment, considering uh, what that program has done uh, the last few years. But they go win the ball game. They're now, Kentucky now tied with, t- with uh, Texas A&M. Kentucky, I think, holds a tiebreaker 
I can't recall, but they're both nine and four, still some games to play. So Mississippi State now has a little wiggle room here. Tennessee got embarrassed uh, at A&M, and uh, they've got a ball game coming up pretty soon against South Carolina at home, and uh, that's going to be interesting because South Carolina is going to be angry. Tennessee is going to be desperate. Tennessee's NCAA tournament chances are fading like a flower. 36 years there's been an NCAA women's tournament, and every single year Tennessee has been in it. I, I suspect if you don't make the tournament, she's done. Her and Phil Fulmer, longtime friends. Phil was football coach, and she was an assistant coach there. So there's a relationship there, and I think people understand they've got a great recruiting class coming in, but that's always the case at Tennessee. They always have a bunch of McDonald's All-Americans coming in. But they're not getting value out of those players because they're not getting the coaching that they probably deserve. But all that being said, we really would love Tennessee to find a way to beat South Carolina. I expect Mississippi State to beat South Carolina, but it would be nice for that game not to mean anything. So here's where it stands right now. With three games left to play, State has a one-game lead. Now, State also has a couple games coming up that are a little uh, more difficult. Pardon me, not quite as difficult as what South Carolina has. State will host Vanderbilt and LSU and then go on the road to Columbia. So we'll have two at home. South Carolina will visit Tennessee and Auburn and then come home to play Mississippi State. I would much prefer our path than South Carolina's because I expect Mississippi State to win these two home games. Number one, Vanderbilt is the last place team in the conference. Okay, that should not be much of a ball game. And then you're going to have senior night. And, and do you really think Tierra McCowan's going to lose on senior night? Not to mention LSU has nobody down low that can match up with her. LSU's fighting for their tournament lives, but they just they don't have they don't have it. Okay, and so here's the deal: if State can win these next two, no matter what South Carolina does, State has clinched at least a share of the SEC regular season title. If State could win out, then they clinch it outright. And so before we even get to South Carolina, we could have already clinched a share. And so that's big. But we want to win this thing and not have anybody else hold a claim to it. I think that's a big part of things. I think there's a pride thing. I think there's a rivalry thing. And I think, quite honestly, Mississippi State is the better team in South Carolina, uh, with or without Taya Cooper. And she, she had a big game against us. But I really believe Mississippi State can go into South Carolina and win that ball game. I'm going to encourage you guys, too, if you're in the Carolinas, if you're in that area, please make plans to attend that ball game. You, the ladies need you there kind of handle all that it's a big part of things so it's gonna be a busy busy weekend as i mentioned uh, we'll have baseball tomorrow afternoon and matter of fact uh, by the time many of you are listening to the show we will already be on campus we'll already have made the move up there and so we will kind of keep you updated on, on how things look in the weather it does look a little a little bit better saturday is the main day we're worried about but saturday is a busy day for us we'll have junior day saturday uh, and so some of those guys will hang around, go to basketball or whatever. And so, so Paul Jones and I will do our regular thing. We'll be there and we'll get all the information of who showed up. We'll do our best to get pictures. If it's pouring down rain, I don't know how that's going to happen. But uh, we will have a full list and have full coverage of who came to Junior Day. That will be on the jeanspage.com True Maroon message board. You can go by and, and ask questions and kind of find out who came. So we'll have all that covered for you on Saturday. And then We'll see what happens with baseball, and then we will make plans to go attend the men's basketball game that evening. We'll have full coverage, and then on Sunday, 
we expect to play one, possibly two baseball games, and then we have the ladies' game as well. So it is a very, very busy weekend. So we hope that you're going to be uh, with us and come enjoy this. But also, too, uh, we need you to be on jeanspage.com. So we'll keep you abreast. Nobody's going to cover the Bulldogs like we are. So come by, hang out, check it out, join the discussion on the message board. Uh, and I want to thank you guys, too. Uh, you notice less commercials today. It's because I finally just made a decision that uh, I'm sticking with the people that are sticking with me. And so uh, as of today, Boneyard's officially independent. And uh, that's a decision that I've made. Some promises were made to me that were not kept. And so I'm not one that believes in the air and the dirty laundry. As I shared with you all week, we're just going to go out and make the best of it on our own. And so there will be some changes that will come along. But as far as you guys, the quality of the program is not going to change. As I told you, there will be less ads. I'm going to be more localized with this thing. Um, and the uh, the ads that I've read all along, there's sometimes there were sometimes I do this show had six and seven ads, and uh, I just always felt that was too many. But I also appreciate the fact that people want to kind of identify with uh, with this show because it was the it was the most listened to show on Bulldog Sports Radio. It kind of carried the network for a while. The B and B show in the Boneyard, you know, for a while were neck and neck, and then the Boneyard passed it here about three years ago, and it's been the number one show. And so as a result, we had more ads on the show, and so I'm kind of happy to be away from that a little bit. Okay, because, you know, it's just it's one of those things when there's so many people involved, when there's corporate entities involved and stuff, you know, they make agreements sometimes that I don't always agree with. Nobody ever came to me and say, hey, Steve, how do you feel about reading an ad for these people? Nobody ever asked me that. And so I'm happy to continue to partner with Bulldog Burger Company and Campus Bookmark. We may add another ad or two, but uh, I don't ever want to see another six or seven type deal. I just, that, I just don't want to do that. I think that's, you don't tune in to hear me read ads. And it's different when it's a local advertiser because you feel somewhat of a relationship because those places are uniquely Starkville. Bulldog Burger Company, Campus Bookmart, they're part of the fabric that make up our community. And so it's not some other place. And listen, had a great relationship with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Love those people. Made do business with them again down the road. Uh, but their agreement was with Visporto. And so we may make an agreement. I'm still very much an advocate for recovery and support the work they're doing there. Uh, but some of these other companies and stuff like that, you know, I mean, that was just, that was just, I was sent an email and said, hey, we need you to read this. And so I did that because that's what I was asked to do. Uh, very, very grateful to uh, V Sporto and everybody involved that, uh, you know, talked me into doing a show years ago because initially I didn't want to do the show. I, I, I didn't. I, I just felt like it was one more thing for me to worry about. But it's been so much fun for me. And uh, one of the things that I love about this is uh, you get Mississippi State all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's you don't have to turn into talk radio, and then you know you want to hear about the Bulldogs, and then the guys are talking about the NBA. You know, I'm not going to talk about the NBA here. I'm not going to talk about anything that's not Mississippi State related in some form or fashion. And so, and there's been so many people that I've met at football games that travel from around the country to come back to Starville and say, you know what, Steve, the only Bulldogs information we get is from you guys on the podcast, and we want to thank you for that. And so, I'm so grateful to be able to be a part of that to bring some of Mississippi State out of state to people that don't have the opportunity to hear anything about their team and so uh, I'm very grateful for your support and uh, it is a bit of a transition and and listen I know that SoundCloud is not the greatest carrier we're going to have it on other venues too other forums and platforms I'm going to handle all that it's all new to me I haven't had to handle the production side of this thing uh, really until the last week or so and so I'm gonna, I'll get up to speed on that. You know, Brian and I are still friends, and I, I've talked with him some and said, hey, what do I need to do to get this thing handled? And so they're in the middle of transferring the iTunes account over to me. 
Uh, and so we're going to have it pushed back out. And so you know, our, our numbers are right now what they have been. Our numbers have been tremendous uh, the last two years, three years on the show. And uh, I really thought after the uh, after the book, you know, after all that kind of died down, the numbers would kind of decrease because we would lose some old Miss listeners. And I'm sure we did, but we picked up some Mississippi State listeners. And so our numbers continue to go up. And so right now they're nowhere near what they have been because I think people are having trouble finding the show. So you can help me uh, by retweeting the show or sharing the show on your Facebook and uh, just in, in, instruct people to, hey, just, just go click the link inside the article and uh, that will be helpful to me because it's just going to be a transition. But we'll get everything going. It's going to be great. And, uh, again, I appreciate you guys and appreciate our advertisers sticking with us. And uh, look forward to many, many years ahead uh, with the Boneyard. I want to remind you guys, too, if you hadn't done so, go to StarkVillain.com. Buy your Stark Villain gear. You can buy that in, in, in an assortment of colors and styles. Uh, very proud to partner with the folks from Deep South Pout. So I co- uh, will encourage you to go buy. Uh, that's one other way you can support me. And uh, I, and I appreciate every one of you guys for all that you do. Got a new book coming out to you guys here in a couple months. I'm uh, really, really excited about that. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.